Hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> and welcome to My, My Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we are curious about. There is legitimately some, weirdly, even though you look at the episode title, mm. there is a significant trigger warning for... We swear, as per usual, that's not the trigger warning, sorry, Dave, And there is non-consensual sexual acts discussed, including rape and sexual assault, not in um, detail, but they are mentioned. Yeah, in relationship to tentacle... Pornography. (laughs) Shocker, we went there with this topic. (gasps) (laughs) Hey there, Claire Hello, David. How are you? I am okay. That's a lie. I just lied to you and I don't want to lie to you and I don't want to lie to our listeners. Look, being a human is fucking tricky. Neither of us are in great spots right now. No. And uh, I'm glad to have the podcast. I don't feel the need to share anything on the podcast, but uh, I think it's also important (laughs) to say we can't 40-something episodes in. It's all right to have an off week. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right to have an off week. (laughs) Things are, we're about to play REM in the background. Yeah. Things are about to get a bit sad. Oh, no, they're crying. not. We're no, going to show up fine. for you. That's right. But it's an acknowledgement. We see you. If life is tricky for you too, well. Hey, mate, we've all been there. Let's we see you. Life is hard sometimes. But we're going to find mirth and enjoyment <laughs> and brain tickles. You just used the words and phrases mirth. Mm-hmm. I've never heard you use the word mirth. That's the first time for everything. And brain tickles. And brain tickles. I like that. Uh, that should be in the description for our show. I think our listeners <laughs> would go through tickles. the roof. Yes. It's, it's just about describing it properly. Why did you ask me about this? I <laughs> wanted to know when I was thinking of a good topic, I gave you the topic of octopuses. Indeed. Because people um, lost their minds over that fucking documentary. They did. And um, octopuses are interesting. So I was like, I'm going to give that to Dave as a topic. If you haven't looked at, if you don't know the documentary, it's on Netflix. It's called My Octopus, My Teacher or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Just put in octopus to Netflix, it'll come up. Uh, and it's about one man's year-long, yeah. deep, intimate, personal relationship with, with an octopus. a wild octopus. I haven't watched it. Have you watched it? Oh, I thought you'd watched it. Haven't no. we talked about it? No. Oh, yeah, we watched it. This is why I was like, you watch it so I don't have to. <clears throat> um, or you watch it and you tell me I should watch it. Em and I watched it and it was a classic M Dave experience, my wife and I. Where Emily M deeply devoted and teary about cried. nature. And I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> have we talked about this? I feel like we have. Or maybe I'm just going loopy. Maybe. But it is a very moving yeah, film. Fine. <laughs> fine. It is, is he a documentary maker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who right. got all despondent and he was all depresso sad boy. And then he <laughs> found an octopus friend and got real happy. Are you now feeling like you are going to look to nature to heal you in moments of your mental health crises possibly the what thing is what would be your go to chosen animal that you nothing would like in to build a sea, relationship because with? my yeah. research from this week okay. reveals that the sea is fucking weird and unknown we have said that numerous times my like i feel like a normal quote unquote companion is a dog yeah 
but not as exciting as an octopus, is no, it? No, not as exotic. But let's just say around where you live, you are you're strutting on a walk, or you like to run. So you're running, and you see a. I just got a great image of an octopus like running <laughs> through Springfield wombat? Lakes. Wombat, wombat would be cute. Or like wombat's a possum. Very sleepy. Yeah, something, something furry. Like a mammal. Because uh, I, I can't. I don't want to spend that much time in the ocean. Um, frankly, I, ever the thing that octopus. Okay, so I went in many different directions. Okay, some pornographic. Love it. Others I love that about you. Actually, deep and philosophical. Oh, great. Um, the here's the like basic facts about octopuses, right? Okay. They have. Can a, I tell you some of my octopus facts that <laughs> sure. I know? Sure. After all, this is an opportunity for you to teach me. The ones Go. I know are they can, as long as the octopuses have beaks. Correct. And as long as their beaks can fit through a space, they can literally shrink their bodies down to fit through anything beak size. Absolutely. They can that escape through anything. Is fucking terrifying. It's bizarre. I know that. And then the other octopus fact I know is that some octopuses will rip off the tentacles mm-hmm. of box jellyfish mm-hmm. and swim through the ocean whipping other That's right. animals just to be an asshole. Just to be a dick. I kind of like that, though. We kind of all need that in it's our lives a little bit. It's a megalomaniac It is. I went into jellyfish as well because oh. they're fucking weird. Yeah. They're okay. bizarre. So now they have my only two facts. They are... They have amazing camouflage. Mm-hmm. Insane. And they also are amazing escape artists, as you said. They also have... They have a lot of brains. Oh. So they have... Th- like, the giant Pacific octopus, for example, has nine brains. What? And three hearts. Because they've got... Neuro- it depends on your definition of brain. Because they've got, like, neurons and neurological thingies, synapses, in their legs. Oh. So they, their entire body is a brain. Wow. To a certain extent. Yeah, I know. So the, 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 the signals that they're getting from their tentacles, it's not like that travels up to their head. It's just that straight That's into the brain. Yeah. So it's like their legs are their face. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird to think about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They hunt, they're amazing, blah, blah, blah. The thing that becomes revealed in this documentary that that this documentarian claims is his discovery is that they use, they collect, they have a sense of play. So sometimes they just pick up things because they're pretty, like not for any clear evolutionary purpose. Just that they're pretty. Just like, I want to walk around with this. (laughs) And they like, and and this octopus formed a relationship with the human and, and became like very affectionate. And pl- like would play chases and stuff, and uses stuff to like hide. So gets tools and like shells and stuff, and camouflages and goes vroom and can shrink right down and like be so super playing, ninja. Like hide and go sick. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So they're really bizarre, terrifying, and kinda terrifying. <laughs> what it brings up. This is the deep philosophical... I'll get to tentacle porn in a sec. But what it brings up is... Right. And then you go to <laughs> jellyfish. Yes. And jellyfish... Same family? No, not at all. I mean, jellyfish don't have brains. Oh. They don't have brains. They don't have 
um, eyes or any kind of sensory. So then I went, well, what, what's the difference between jellyfish and what, uh, how do we know what is an animal and what is a plant? Oh. And plants, um, plant is a multicellular organism incapable of movement that produces its own food through photosynthesis. Right. So that is what we use to define a plant. But anything else is kind of animal, which which is makes the fungi group, like the mushrooms, a really weird mm. group because they have things. But then animals then have this really broad definition. So there's things like jellyfish yeah. that don't have a brain but can still do amazing weird alien-like things. Like, there are some breeds of jellyfish that can clone themselves when under threat. What? And have still have some kind of memory or routine of who they... like. They, they can know what to do with their body. They can completely regenerate their cells. And so... Holy shit. They are immortal to a certain extent because <laughs> they can just keep photocopying themselves and keep fucking living. And if you've ever read, read Chrissy Neen's amazing book, An Uncertain Grace, she takes that to the sci-fi yes. extreme. But that's where that idea comes from. That jellyfish can't die because they just keep cloning themselves it's like, when they're under is threat. It's like that movie um, from the 90s or maybe oh, early here we 2000s. Go. No, it's not. Here we go. Stand by for the Dawson's Creek fucking link. <laughs> Romy Multiplic- and Michelle. Multiplicity. Multiplicity. Oh, God. <laughs> I have not thought about that film. Was that Matthew Perry? No. No. It was oh god somebody some some nineties clo- comedian they character. kept cloning the clones yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. the clones kept getting dumber yeah 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 man oh man um so it's so uh, that's fascinating it's all it all gets really weird really quickly okay one of the things that scientists struggle with or philosophers struggle with is the definition of consciousness. In humans, mm. and what that means, and what makes consciousness special. If you don't have a brain. If you don't then... have a brain and something like jellyfish, that makes it an interesting point. And it's quite clear to anyone that's owned a dog. But scientists have been so, like, so anti-animal intelligence for so long, mm. right? And and uh, and try to under generally underestimate the intelligence and feelings of animals. Yes. Because they want to be so objective and go, we can't personify animals. We can't presume because we we don't have their consciousness. Yes, we can't atone human feelings to animals. But the more we learn about things like elephant memory, the more we learn about things like octopuses doing weird things like forming beautiful, interesting attachments to Mm -hmm. humans or playing with things or changing their... Sometimes they change their camouflage. Some scientists think it's because they're feeling things like joy or excitement or... Not just alarm and evolutionary, like, I just camouflage when I have to. But, like, they light up and go, this is a great day. And they literally make themselves look pretty because they are, like... feeling like what I do. They're feeling spiffy, which is fucking weird. They're playing Beyonce and they're like, I'm feeling myself. I'm I'm feeling myself. Right? So that's... Wow. Interesting. Um... They can tell humans apart. This is octopuses. They can tell humans apart even when they're wearing the same uniform. So they can. So the yes. sense of sight and sense of they can squirt. There's been. <laughs> pardon me. There's been tests where they've been like kept in captivity, and then a scientist has accidentally left a light on overnight, 
And they've shown this repeatedly in different parts of the world in different light. Octopuses can squirt water at the light bulb to short circuit it <gasps> and turn the lights off so they can sleep. Because it's nighttime, damn it, and I want to sleep. And normally the light would be off. Yeah. So <laughs> there's this article. I'm sure I've watched that porno, but it wasn't an octopus. <laughs> Squirting at a light bulb. That's a very specific kink. Um <laughs> There's an article on something called Quartz.com mm. about consciousness. There's no clear way of evaluating consciousness in other animals, or in other humans for that matter. It's quite possible that you're the only conscious being alive and everyone you know is merely displaying signs of consciousness well, rather than truly expressing it. I have it. felt that way. That's the philosophical... <laughs> I feel like that, surrounded by some people I know. I think I'm the only intelligent life form here. But we can certainly make educated guesses. Broadly speaking, consciousness is often defined as there being an experience of what it's like to be, said creature. What is it like to be? Be So empathy or our ability to imagine is what makes consciousness a special thing. So then if you go by that definition, then dogs have some heightened form of consciousness. So do dolphins, so do yes. elephants, so do octopuses. And But then in a weird way, there's things like scientists are like, jellyfish and octopuses are like, they're the closest things we have to aliens on Earth. Because they we are, don't understand We don't them. understand them. We understand just enough that we go, oh, you are like some animals and you, are, you, you act a bit like humans, but you're very, very, very different. The way your entire system is wired is very different. So basically, octopuses are going to take over the world. I think it's a possibility. And at this point, I think they might do a better job. Right. And they but heal. But you're going to be happy to give over to our new underwater leaders. Uh, frankly, yes. And, because, and there is, as we'll get to in tentacle porn, there is a historical... <laughs> long-standing cultural just fascination with them. With octopuses. Because there's the tentacle porn stuff and then there's the Cthulhu stuff from, like, Lovecraft. Do you know Lovecraft? No. Lovecraft is a famous, like, steampunky, early 20th century, super weird, super trippy sci-fi author. And they've just redone... Yeah, Lovecraft County. Yeah. Where it's like everything's under the control of giant gods that look like and didn't they fuck with it though because wasn't he super racist and now they've made it all about people of color of course love it that's great so there you go man wow you want to learn about tentacle porn always we are in you mean learn more about it learn more about it (laughs) (laughs) learn about the historical underpinnings of your nighttime viewing uh 1814 oh we're going right back. Yeah. This was what... I bet you you've seen this picture. I'm now showing... Everybody needs to pull their car over or stop <laughs> what they're doing and Google the dream of the fisherman's wife. I will post it on our Instagram too. 1814. Very famous oh, picture. Oh, right, from, right, right. Now I'm going to murder this name. Apologies. Katsushika Hokusai. Yeah, that feels like you did Legendary that Japanese artist who came up with what we now see as the start of... Um, Tentacle porn, which is the dream of the fisherman's wife, which is a riff on an old Buddhist folk tale. And there's some supposition at the time this would be taken as a parody, as a satire. In 1814. But also kind of titillating, where the octopus is giving the woman head and has also got tentacles all about a person, including in her mouth. And the and one of the tentacles has eyes. And it says it's consensual. Yeah, that's right. The the um on the 
like writing around it, it's like the woman is enjoying it and this is consensual. It's not rape or aggressive yeah. or violent of any it's kind. It's not an attack. Yeah, that's right. So that is the first example of tentacle porn that we see. In 1814. Exactly. And it turns into, it's kind of, it, it um, what happens is that censorship comes in. Yeah. Is it solely Japanese at this point? No, because then, well, at this point in time, yes. Yeah. There's no clear links to, Americans fuck with it later on, of course, yeah. because they're the porn empire. Yeah. But um, at the time, it's it's Japanese for a long time yeah um there's increased censorship it goes underground for a while and then the second world war happens and tentacle porn becomes a way to have some the censorship laws change to have some sexy sexy pictures without Mm. it being censored right because it's an animal that's right so it's like a loophole in the law of like a man fucking a woman that's exactly right Right. And then in the 80s, tentacle porn takes off in America. Oh. Uh, There's a lurid tentacle rape and aggressive sexual assault by a face-tentacled monster in uh, something called the Dunwich Horror that goes down. Uh, And there's there's a scene in the Evil Dead, apparently, as well. Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, which I haven't seen, in which a woman is penetrated by a tree. Oh. And all kinds of gory, awful stuff. And it pretty much continues in that vein for a long time, where its tentacle porn suddenly becomes aggressive and incredibly and a sign of, like, misogynistic, awful right, culture. Right, rather than it being deeply connected to myth and yeah, 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 fishing yeah. That's right. culture. So there's all these different examples. And then it grows. And, 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 of course, there's been waves of, like, reclaiming it and then as a female power thing, sure. but then taking it back. So... In, in contemporary art and international artists and all sorts, yeah. and, and there's still the dark underground. For so, sometimes it's very silly, sometimes it's deliberately very sexy, sometimes it's animated, sometimes it's all kind of weird and and good and fascinating. But yeah. I, I must say I don't really understand it. But the first picture, that first picture from 18 blah blah is freaking amazing. Yeah, what is the na- what is the name of that? Um, it has a name, doesn't it? In terms of that kind of, it's a woodblock carving. Yeah, which was really popular at the time. And if you thought, if for those of you that remember downloading porn on dial-up internet, <laughs> imagine your pain Having trying to, to get wait. a woodblock print <laughs> at the shop. <laughs> but doesn't it have an overarching name? It's not just tentacle porn. It would have a cultural... It would have a cultural name yeah. that I sincerely apologise for not knowing. But yeah, there we are. So it's not really um, linked to anything. That painting pops up in different cultural points. Um, according to... This is an article from Glamour. According to clinical sexologist Dr. Eve, there are a few reasons that people might be into tentacle porn. Because mm. I must say... I don't get it. Not floating your boat. No. Though she no no shame upon Eva. No. But though she notes that it has roots in hentai. Hentai. Oh, there you go. Yes. But hentai is deliberately about sexy anime. And usually, I don't know, we need to do an episode on We hentai. do need to do an episode on hentai. The number one fetish women it's, have. Yeah, that's like cartoon porn, essentially. Yes. yes. I think. Okay. Um... 
So, this sexologist says something kind of provocative. Very provocative. Okay. She reckons num- women's number one's fantasy is being dominated. That's what mm. they want to see. And having watching tentacle porn is a way of being dominated by something that isn't masculine. Oh. And it's all about I'm being pleased all over my body, but I can take that away from by something else and right. by being dominated, but it's not tied to any masculine figure at all. So there's an element of safety. Yeah. Because it is focused on her pleasure and the fact that there are eight arms. Correct. Without then it moving into like gangbangy yeah. territory of requiring way more consent. There's no penis, no balls. Which sometimes <laughs> are not what you want. Correct. Because <laughs> they're not... They're Gonna... an interesting design feature. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the most aesthetically like... <laughs> holy cow. Anyway, so that's my hey, research on octopuses. It opens a door to a lot of weird places. You didn't know we were going to go there, did you? No, there you go. and I get what she is saying. Like, yeah. I understand that as a psychological... Yeah. As a way of, yeah, people to explore their pe- pleasure who maybe don't feel safe in areas of fucking men. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Octopuses. And it's not octopi, I've been told in my research. It is octopuses. It's octopuses. <laughs> So immature. <laughs> What'd you learn this week, Cleber? I oh, so much. We have traversed many a, we have. a land and sea. We have. You're going to get an. You're going to get an animal. I am. That you are gonna a wombat or that you're gonna a lean mammal on of some kind. Um, that octopuses are fucking fascinating. Aliens yeah. who are actually here to take over Earth. Earth. And the fact that we don't know more about them is part of their their plan. Yeah. I'm not going to say evil plan because we don't know that their plan is evil. And if they are as smart as this all suggests, I think we would be in better hands than we're in politically right now. I think if you haven't seen the documentary, go watch it because okay. it's it's like it, there, there are way worse and stupider things to watch and spend 90 minutes of your <laughs> life on. It's perfectly good and it's really fascinating. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. Fantastic. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for being my mate. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to, this Please on, do. that would be great. That would be great. Tell, Tell your you friends. Me. Tell your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. (laughs) Or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.